Welcome to Life Unedited. I am your host, Tabitha Sweeney, and this is your lifestyle guide to living an unapologetic life that aligns solely with you. Hi, guys. How we doing? How are things feeling today? It It's kind of been a dreary week over here in Buffalo. Um, we had one day that the sun shined. It felt glorious and amazing. And then the sun went away again. And honestly, I don't know when, when we're going to see it again. I'm not sure. So what I want to talk about today has nothing to do with the weather um, at all. I was trying to tie it into the weather like really hard, but I got nothing, guys. So what I want to talk about is releasing toxic friendships. And not even friendships, releasing toxic relationships of any sort from your life. This is something that I am really, really passionate about teaching my kids. And it's something that I don't think we talk enough about. We talk about breaking up with your significant other. We talk about divorce. We talk about outgrowing people, but we never actually talk about breaking up with friends. And it is a huge part of life. The farther into adulthood I get, the higher my vibrations raise, the more I realize it. Breaking up with friends should be normalized. Not becoming friends with someone should be normalized. We should not be making anyone feel bad that their energy does not connect with so-and-so's energy. Who cares? It's okay. There are billions of people on this planet. We all have different energy, different alignments, different goals in this world, we all have different personalities. We cannot all like each other. Plain and simple, it it cannot, will not, never happen. Okay? But what we need to make sure of is, is this. Just because our energies don't, they're not magnetic, we can also learn to respectfully decline the company of another. And we need to teach our children that. So in other words, I can not click with this coach over here, not like her style. It's not my thing. I don't believe what she preaches. But, that, but I understand, recognize, and respect the idea that she's not a bad coach. Because the people who gravitate to to her would not are not gravitating towards me. So I don't need to bash her. I don't need to say nasty things about her. I don't need to none of that. All I need to do is understand that we have and possess different energies, and our energies do not run in alignment together. And that's okay. There is nothing wrong with that. 
All right. So the reason I want to talk about this is because our energies change over time. We grow, or I should say, the goal of life, in my opinion, is for us to grow, to be forever evolving, all right? Which means that five years from now, I don't want to be the same person I am today. I'm not even going to go back five years. I'm going to go back one year. I am not the same person I was one year ago. And the if you have followed me, if you've been with me, if you knew me in real life a year ago in January of 2022 versus January of 2023, I'm pretty sure you're nodding your head and you're like, fuck no, she's not the same person. A lot of shit has changed. And that's how life is supposed to be. All right? Now, we hope and we wish and we pray that it always evolves forward. But yes, there are people who evolve, devolve, is that a thing? Devolve? Who go backwards. Okay? I totally understand that. But for today's episode and what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the idea and concept of going forwards. My goal is to constantly and forever be evolving, which means that when I look back, at one time I used to look back and I used to cringe. And I used to be like, oh, I can't believe that's what I said. I can't believe that's what I thought. And then I listened to a magnificent coach who said to me, or she didn't say it directly to me. She was speaking to a huge group of us. Uh, She said, if you don't look back and cringe, it means you haven't grown. That hit me hard. Like it was like somebody came by and like smacked me on the head like, oh, Fuck, I'm supposed to cringe when I look at old versions of myself. All right? And that helped me to stop cringing with embarrassment and more so appreciate the growth. So I could look and be like, ooh, yeah, wow, I've grown a lot since then. And I could see it with appreciation instead of looking at the old version of me and being pissed at her for not yet knowing what she didn't know. Does that make sense? So there is so much beauty in this. Because one, it's really easy to get caught up in how far we still have to go. And all the things we didn't fucking accomplish yet. Right? Man, but what if we look back and we pay attention to what we did accomplish? One year ago, one year, I still had two spaces in the building. My lease, my rent was double what it is today. I had renters renting space from me. I dreaded coming in to my space. My space has always been my happy place and all of a sudden I didn't want to be here. The energy inside the walls had changed so dramatically that it was soul-sucking. One year ago today, I had no boundaries. I was getting so 
angry at shit that was happening in my life because I was allowing it to happen. But I didn't have the courage to stand up and say, what the fuck are you doing? Who the hell do you think you are? Nope, didn't have that courage. So I sat there and I fucking took it over and over and over again. I was angry. I was sad. I didn't want to be here. I was actually thinking of how I was going to close the entire business and where I was going to go work because my passion, my zest, my sparkle, all of it. Just about a year ago, like the flame totally extinguished. It was gone. I had been holding on to this teeny, tiny, like can, can you see this teeny, tiny little like flame over the past five years and a year ago, this one year ago from today, it, that, that flame, it just went out. It was gone. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I didn't know how to fix it. I was burdened with anxiety, constant anxiety. And I, I mean that like my mind was racing nonstop all the time. I didn't, I didn't know where to go. Now, fast forward, back to today. I have one space. My rent is less than half of what it used to be. I have successfully evicted all of the toxic from my life. Like, if, if you are not a fuck yeah to me, then, then you're a no. Plain and simple. You're a no. And that does not mean you are a bad person. It does not mean there's anything fucking wrong with you. It does not mean that you have any work to do or that you have anything to change. It just simply means that our energies were not in sync. Today, I, have, I hold no negativity within me. Now, don't get me wrong. Here's, I want to be perfectly clear on this, on this fact. I feel. I'm, I'm 100% human. I have feelings and I feel anger when anger approaches. I feel sadness when sadness approaches, but I don't hold on to it. I feel it. I accept it. I let it go. Sometimes that happens in a matter of minutes. Sometimes that takes a couple days or a week, Right? But here's the most important thing I can tell you. All of the people I've extricated from my life, all of the circumstances I have let go of, I hold zero ill will towards. Now, if you were to turn around and ask them their story, their story is going to be totally, completely different than mine, right? We're looking at things through a different lens. They most likely do hold resentment to the things that I said and did to them. I can tell you this. In every single circumstance, there were two parties. Each party contributed to the final result of ending a relationship, right? My marriage, renters, 
everyday friendships, right? Every single one contributed. A healed person can look at you and tell you that they don't harbor ill will. I have no resentment. I wouldn't even change this. I wouldn't even change the situation. Because you know what? It helped for me. I needed to get to the point where I was so fucking fed up with the shit that I was putting up with in my life and I had no one to blame but me. Granted, they weren't treating me great. But I'm fucking allowing it. I keep opening the door for them to come on back in. Come on. Come on in. Walk all over me again. The fuck? Isn't that messed up? So here's the thing, like, when I realized that, I then realized I have no one to even be mad at but myself. My renters were two of my absolute best friends. We spent a lot of time together inside the studio, outside of the studio. Our children, best friends. You know what? I wouldn't change a fucking thing. I would still bring them into rent. When it came time for me to express my boundaries, to set up my boundaries and to draw them and then to hold them firm, it didn't go over okay. But that's okay. It's all right. Because I can look back and say they were there for me when I needed them. Their reason in my life, they were here for a season. Okay, we had a couple years together. And they were there for me when I really, truly needed them. They helped me through the divorce. They helped take my mind off things. They were there for me to bitch to. They were there for me to cry to. They picked up my kids. They babysat. They did all of the things that at that point in time I really needed in my life. They were there for me. And you know what? I wouldn't have picked anyone else to be there. No one. Because they filled their role in my life perfectly. But here's what happens. When it's time for them to stop, when they're no longer fulfilling their role, because their role has now ended, right? I continued leveling up. They were happy where they were. That doesn't make either one of us wrong. Neither of us, nobody's wrong here. It just means that our energies were no longer they used to be in sync and then all of a sudden they weren't. And when that happened, one of only there's only one of two things that can happen. You continue to force a relationship. And when you continue to force that relationship, someone is going to end up resentful as all get out. In this case, it was me. I was fucking resentful as all shit. Like I was resentful. I was so angry because I was feeling so taken advantage of. And then there's only two choices. So I stay there. I stay there. That's one of my choices. I stay there. I continue with my resentment, but I put up with it. I shove it down deep and I put up with it because our kids are friends and because we've been friends for a couple years. And, and isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to fucking put up with our friends. 
through good and through bad, right? No, no, no. Don't buy into that bullshit. Because this is what I learned. They were there for me when I needed them. 100% they were there for me when I needed them. But once I got back on my feet and I was, I no longer needed them in the same way and I wanted to show up for them, guess what? They didn't want me to. They didn't want me to show up for them because that's, that I'm trying to think of how to say this, like in a healthy relationship where two people are equal, each one has to take time showing up for the other, right? And, and at some point, you guys are both riding high at the same time. You can both show up for yourselves. But the whole purpose is that one person's showing up for the, the other when they can't. And that's healthy and it's not tit for tat and it's not any of that. In an unhealthy relationship, there is somebody who always wants to show up and save the day and be the rescuer. And as soon as the person they're rescuing is back on their feet and they can show up for themselves, there is an upheaval to the power. And all of a sudden, someone feels extremely threatened. And that's what happened here. So as I started to try and show up, they didn't want me there. They didn't want to disrupt the, the power that was, had been established and so they wouldn't let me. So when it came down to it, and I was thinking, but they were there for me through all this shit. They were there for me. What if they're having a really bad time? What if once it was pointed out to me that I have attempted on more than one occasion to show up to help them to this, and they're not letting me, it occurred to me that our relationship is strained because I am back on my feet. I don't longer need them to save the day. Then it became, I stay in this fucked, fucked up relationship because that's what friendship is. It's a relationship. I resent the fuck out of them, but I keep going. Or we fucking end it. Why would anyone want to stay in a relationship that you resent someone? Doesn't even make sense to me. But yet people do it all the time. And these relationships are everywhere. It's not just between two people. This can be in any thing, in any manner of speaking, okay? So we could be talking between an individual and their, an organization, like their church. We could be talking about an individual and a news source. An individual and another individual. An individual and a, a group, an individual, and a family member. We need to make sure that these relationships that we can appropriately establish where they belong. So here's how it goes. People come into our life for three reasons. Right? There's only three things that bring someone into our life. It's a reason. It's a season. It's a lifetime. Here's the thing about it being a reason. 
there are so, 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 so many people who have come into your life for even a fraction of a second to teach you a lesson, to help you change a perspective, to offer you a smile, that quick reprieve of dopamine, right? You have not even met the number of, you, have, you, you don't know the names of all the people who've come into your life for a reason. On the flip side of that are all of the, you are the reason to all of the other people who have been in your life, right? Like you have, you were a reason for them and you'll never know it. The second, the second was the season. Season might be like a semester at school. It might be three, five, ten years. There is no predetermined length of a season. And no two seasons are identical. So for me and my renters, their season in my life was helping me get through my divorce. My ex-husband's season in my life That was to give me my story. That was to make me who I am. Now, do I think that the universe could have been a little gentler in that? Yeah, I fucking do. I think the universe could have been a little bit nicer. But what's that saying? How does it go? A smooth smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. I will say this. I will thank the universe and I will offer my gratitude for the fact that she taught me my lesson in this manner, over using drugs, alcohol, or addiction. I'm very thankful that I haven't been through that. So he had a, he had a reason for being in my life. And he, had, he was a season. And his season, his role, his job in my journey was to pave my fucking story. To set the entire ball in motion. I didn't know this at the time. But he was setting it in motion for where I sit right now today. And for where I will be sitting 10 years from now. So when I'm traveling this world and I'm standing on a stage in front of 50,000 people. And I was flown in and offered $25,000 to speak for three hours to this amazing group of people. I can go back and trace it back to the whole reason I am there is because I said yes to the asshole back in 2012. Okay? Because of that decision, because I said yes, it will, yes, it led me through hell, but it will also lead me into promise and glory, okay? The last step is lifetime. Can I tell you something about lifetime? Many of us only get one, one person that fits this bill. My, my, my person, my lifetime, my lifeline, let's call her my lifeline, 
I met her when we were daisies in kindergarten. You know how I know she's my person? We've also been to hell and back. We had years we didn't talk. We had years that were fantastic. During our seasons of our weddings, shit was strained. During our pregnancies, shit was strained. We were not in a good place together. But you know what? Each and every fucking time that somebody truly needed the other one, we fucking showed up. Didn't matter how pissed off I was at her. Didn't matter how I'd been feeling about her. Didn't matter how fucking angry she made me when she called and said, I have to move my entire house out of here and into there tomorrow and nothing is packed. Fucking showed up. Okay, let's do it. When I called and told her that he attempted suicide and I didn't know how the fuck we were going to pay for Christmas. She had Christmas delivered to my house. And when her dad was in the ICU, we talked every single day. I know she's my person. Because we have gone years of being pissed off and angry at each other and yet still always come back to each other. We've learned the things we can't necessarily communicate well about because we don't, we're not on the same page with, right? That's okay. Most of us only get one person. And to me, if you find that one person, like if you really, truly find that one person, you hit fucking gold. Because let me tell you, there have been multiple other people who've come through my life. And I thought they were going to be a lifetime. I thought we were going to be 100 years old in the nursing home together. And we no longer speak. And then I realized it's for a season. I no longer look at things of whether or not this is a lifetime or a season because you know what? I have my lifetime. I'm counting everyone else as a season. And here's the thing about seasons. They change. Our seasons change. And when somebody can be with you through certain through several seasons of your life, Because you're going at the same pace and then something happens and all of a sudden one of you continues going and one of you has to stop to take a break. And so the season changes. And that's okay. How different would this world be if we all accepted the fact that relationships aren't meant to be forever? What if we all accepted the fact that relationships and friendships don't have to be long-term? What if we stop trying to force people to be friends? 
You want to start helping your kids have boundaries? Well, stop telling them that they have to share their toys. Or when they come home and they say, so-and-so is mean to me, I don't like them. Don't say, well, what did you do? No. Say, it's okay. We don't all have to sit at the same lunch table. We don't all have to be best friends. We have to be nice and we have to respect one another. That is non-negotiable. But that doesn't mean you have to play with them at recess. You don't have to share your toys with the person that you absolutely hate. No. You don't. And you know what happens when we continue to force that on our children? They're 40 before they fucking grow a pair of boundaries. Because they've spent 20 years as a fucking people pleaser. Believing that, that they're supposed to share and everybody, everybody should like them. We start really getting sensitive to rejection. We're creating our children to get sensitive to rejection. Because we say, well, why, why didn't they like you? Well, what did, what did you do to them? How about this? Fucking okay. Everybody can't like everybody. They just can't. We don't have to invite all of the kids to the birthday party now. That said... Don't be the asshole that invites all of the kids except for the one with a disability of some sort or except for the one that is the quote-unquote weird kid. Don't be, don't be that guy. But you don't want to invite the bully, the kid who's bullying you? Fucking don't you dare invite him. And when the mom calls and says, why didn't you invite little Johnny? You say because he, the kids don't get along. Why would I invite a kid that doesn't get along with my child? Right? If we can heal ourselves as adults, we can, my, my goal, my hope, my, my thoughts are that we can then raise children in a healed environment who need less help healing as adults than we do. So what I want to remind you of today is that you do not have to keep any fucking relationship that doesn't feel good to you. Get rid of it. And you don't owe anyone an explanation for why. You are allowed to simply end the relationship. And no matter how it ends, no matter how explosive it gets, you choose whether or not you're going to hang on to the anger that is brought up inside you. Now, Here's the other thing, guys. When you choose to release that anger, release that hatred, release the negativity, that does not mean that you excuse the actions that were taken to you. Absolutely not. That's not what happens. But what it means is you... You are not going to let the anger continue to stew in you because when the anger stews, that's what makes us sick. You don't have to go through that. All right? So on that note, you guys, that's like a, I threw a lot of shit at you guys. This was a, this was a long episode. Um, so what do I want you to do? I want you to, 
you know what I want you to do. I want you to go out and do something good today. I want you to enjoy your fucking weekend. And if you have not yet already subscribed on Patreon for it's $8 a month, you guys, there are some really good episodes in there. On Spotify, Apple, Google, all of the Outcast, all of the other channels that this podcast airs, you get one episode a week. If you subscribe over on Patreon, guys, there you're getting anywhere from two to four episodes a week, and including this one. So you don't have to have two like broadcasts. Like you can just go there along with journal prompts, affirmations, other other goodies that I drop in um, for patrons as the as time goes on. So if you haven't already, head over to Patreon at Tabitha Lynn Sweeney, two ends in Lynn, Tabitha Lynn Sweeney, and sign up. All right. On that note, you guys, have a fabulous weekend and release whoever it is that you need to release from your life right now. Make that your promise to yourself.